before every game. Get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. 1240 first pitch coming your way, Padres and Cubs, in about an hour and a half. But joining us now, Andy Green, skipper for the club. How you doing, Andy? Welcome back to the show. It's good to be back. Anytime I'm with you, it's a great day. See, now, Whoa. I hear you. You do your other media <laughs> obligations. I listen to some of those, and you're a sweet talker around you're here. A media so, guru. Yeah, yes, I don't know about really that. Are. We are the only place, though, that gives you this nice couch where you can come and chill and relax, though, right? I don't get to sit by RJ anywhere else I do an interview, so this, <laughs> this is high quality. At least we kick Brady off the couch, though. <laughs> That's true. That we can do for you. So that, I think, works in our favor, having you around. Yeah, I love it. But, you know, you talk about the ball club right now, and I think, you know, what, what I'm really seeing is a lot of these young kids, number one, get an opportunity, but also kind of molding the attitude and things that you talked about at the start of the season, and that, that's, that's, that continues and it always will continue, but it seems like it's headed in the right direction right now as far as attitude and their approach. Uh, I think culturally we're, we're pleased with where things are headed. Uh, culture doesn't necessarily stick W's on the scoreboard at this point in time, but it lays the foundation for what we do in the future. Uh, I think we're uh, teaching the game at a level that probably hasn't been taught around here in a long time. And I think what you're seeing right now, honestly, are a lot of aggressive mistakes on the base pass that we, that we can teach from. Stuff that, like, frankly, you're not happy about as a manager seeing those mistakes exposed. But sometimes you open guys up to new thinking. You grind the gears to halt for a little bit, and then it clicks. And then they see the game in a different way. They're able to execute at a higher level than they were before, and I think uh, that's where we're headed with Travis Jankowski and those guys. He's a great example of what you just described, I think. And, and the one thing I, you know, I always preach, that if I might be a little aggressive, you might fail. Learn from your mistakes, those failures, and get better. And that's the way you do get better in this game. 100%. I think you saw the other day we, we thought we could take advantage of something with John Lester. Uh, we went very aggressively on the base pass. Part of it's coupled with the fact that we've struggled against left-handed pitching. You've got to put runs on the board. You can go up there and be conservative all day long and walk away and say, you know what, he was just better than us. We got beat. Or you can be willing to take some chances. And uh, I've always loved the quote that says, uh, show me a man who's afraid to look bad, and I'll show you a man I can beat every single time. Uh, you got to take some chances if you want to get to the next level. And uh, I think in, like, Travis's case, like, some of the chances are great. And some of them are learning experiences right now. And uh, he's a guy you can mold. And in due time, like, he's going to be able to discern the difference of when something works and when something does not work. I think what's fun, though, is when you see that player, when you somewhat see the light come on, if you know what I mean, he starts getting the whole idea of what he's trying to do. And I think we've seen that from Travis getting an opportunity. Obviously, more at bats because John Jay went down, so he got the opportunity. And I just I really love it when I, you see a kid like that grasp that opportunity. It makes some things happen, and he's done that. Uh, I, I like a lot of the things he's done, and, and I think he's going to continue to progress, continue to get better. I think seems to be said for Alex Dickerson and Ryan Schimpf and those guys. Uh, really pleased with Alex Dickerson's approach at the plate. I mean, he's battled through some soreness with that uh, collision he had in left center field when Jankowski tackled him. How do you get tackled by a stick figure? Whoa, <laughs> man, I'm telling you. That's impossible. He was a wide receiver well, in high school, right? He doesn't <laughs> do the tackling, no, Jankowski. No, Kiblahan, well, nice tackle on Different story. Yeah. It was like last night of the night before that ball in the, in the gap. I mean, if I'm, if I'm Jankowski, I'm backing off a little bit when you got a runaway beer truck chasing <laughs> I'm not going in there. Yeah, but uh, uh, 100%. <laughs> Alex, though, I love what he's doing at the plate and yeah. love the quality of his at-bats. I think you look at his at-bat, Ryan Chimps at-bat against in the ninth inning against the preeminent closer in the game and Araldis Chapman yesterday. You saw some really good fight from both those guys to get on base and to give us an opportunity to win the game. Uh, so I think they're showing really positive signs. 
When you, I mean, look at this job of yours back in May compared to now, personnel, uh, you know, place in the standings, circumstances surrounding you, your job's been very different. You talk about these being now learning moments, uh, culture building uh, opportunities. How much different do you find your job now than you did May 24th? Uh, the, the number one thing in the job is always relating to your players and connecting with your players. That doesn't change. Now, the way you connect with uh, Melvin Upton and Matt Kemp is radically different than the way you connect with Travis Jankowski and Alex Dickerson. Uh, there's a measure of respect that's afforded to guys that have done it for over a decade at the major leagues that you have to be cooperative and collaborative with uh, in kind of carving out the culture of the club. Uh, these guys, uh, it's, it gets more of a, this is the way it's going to be, this is the expectation, this is how we're going to play the game of baseball, this is the way we're going to do it, this is why, and, and they fall in line. Uh, and it's, uh, it's an easier thing to develop culture that way uh, as far as what we're trying to build going forward in the future. And, and these guys are uh, really, like, I think from a, a – a bought-in perspective. They're bought into what we're doing. Now, there's a lot of hard work from here to get to the promised land, and there's going to be different people that are with us at the time we arrive there, but uh, some of these guys, as they develop, are going to be a big part of what we do in the future. Well, I think, Kenny, and also you talk about a lot of the young talent, young pitchers that we have in the minor leagues, but also that development, you know, has got to start now down there, and that'll make it so much easier the, the transition to the big leagues. So I think it's imperative that, you know, the minor league system is, is basically on the same page with you at this level. But, you know, it's probably not easy to do for you. You can't oversee everything. But, I mean, that, I think that's one of the most important things is developing these guys. So when you get them here, uh, that they already understand everything you've been talking about. Uh, couldn't be more right. Uh, to give you an idea of what goes on behind the scenes to a degree is yesterday there was a conference call, myself, my staff, and all 45 guys in player development talking about the way we're trying to build this thing. Wow. Uh, it's the only way you actually build something of substance in the future is you have to be on the same page, and we have to make consistent effort to get on the same page. I think Sam Ganey, Riley Westman, Louis Ortiz, those guys down there, Mark Pryor running the minor league system, uh, they're hungry to do this thing right, and they're working their tails off to make this thing special. And uh, I got an email yesterday. I read every one of them from Chris Kemp, our international scouting director, on all these young July 2 guys we signed with scouting reports on their first number of uh, – Activities. They're not even allowed to play Dominican Summer League games yet, but they're, they're out there working out and what they're seeing. And so uh, these names are familiar to me, like right now when they're 16 years old. And I think that's the way you end up building it is you have your finger on the pulse of the organization. Do you look across the diamond in a series like this with the Cubs and see a potential blueprint for this franchise and how you can get to that level someday? Yeah, I, I think we'd love to move quicker than the Cubs did. I, I think you'd look back at 2012, 2013, there's one guy on that roster uh, Anthony Rizzo, uh, as opposed to any other person. Just four years ago, uh, there's only one guy that stuck around. Everybody else is brand new. That's what a rebuild looks like oftentimes. I think in our case, though, uh, we want to do it with more than just a Will Myers at first base. We'd love to see Alex Dickerson a part of this in the future. We'd love to see uh, Travis Jankowski a big part of this in the future. Uh, so, like, you don't want to just do it with one guy. You want to be able to develop and draw out of people what's inside of them so that they're a big part of what you do in the future. Yeah, are you kind of excited maybe uh, possibly getting Tyson Ross back for a few starts? Uh, that's huge for us. Uh, I, I think you see the culture of our club when Tyson throws a live BP the other day and there's 20 players leaning up on the, on the cage watching Tyson yep. throw. There's high <laughs> fives when he comes off the mound. 
Uh, yeah, those things aren't celebrated, and rightfully so. We're here to win baseball games. But in the long run, when you start to establish that kind of culture with people like Tyson Ross, that sets the foundation for this thing to be great. It's also always good to hear a couple of players say, yeah, that slider disappears pretty well. I like that. <laughs> he was nasty the <laughs> yeah. other day. I think he was 93, 94. The slider was like it always was. Uh, uh, Adam Rosales didn't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rosie said it was the toughest pitcher he faced all year, right? And it was in, in a live VP. A uh, um, couple questions for you, Andy, coming in from our uh, fans on Twitter. Again, use hashtag PadresSH if you're interested. Back to the conversation we were having earlier. Jellyman wants to know, where is the line for aggressive base running becoming counterproductive? Uh, I think we've crossed it a time or two. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's just like being honest with it. But you have to realize what we're trying to accomplish here right now. We're trying to liberate a guy to be the fullest version of who he is. Now, if this was just like, hey, I need to get a stranglehold on everything that happens because this game is the most important thing that happens today, uh, then maybe you cut off liberties that you give young players on the basis. But when uh, you liberate Travis Jankowski to go out there and you see his natural instincts at play, you can harness those and use those in a productive way. Uh, now, I think you look at us on the basis, there's been a lot of really good things and I think you look at any team in Major League Baseball, there's also been a lot of really bad things. Like base running, when there's a mistake on the base pass, it's obvious to every person in the stands. It's the easiest thing to point a finger at and say, that was stupid. Well, <laughs> like, I think everybody feels that when you get picked off a of base. Everybody's aware of that. Sure. Uh, but when you're productive and you take the extra base on a consistent basis, you put your team in a position to score. Uh, you know, we're, we're lower tier in Major League Baseball in on-base percentage and in slugging percentage. Uh, we're closer to the middle of the pack and run scored. How do you get that change? I think it's because we've been more successful on the base pass than we've been poor. But the mistakes, when they're made, they're glaring. They scream at everybody. And anybody that's watching a game would be like, what are they doing? And, and I understand that and can empathize with it. Uh, this one from Brent, speaking of Jankowski, he wants to know, does Jankowski, and I'll, I'll add in, does anybody else have a green light on the bases at all times? Uh, I, I control to a degree. Uh, if you've ever stolen the base at a high level, if you've played the game collegiately or professionally, uh, the hardest thing in baseball to do is to get a sign that says steal and run on that pitch. <laughs> if you get that and a person does that, uh, that's a rarity. I'll tell you, across the board in baseball, very few guys are running on command. Now, they're running on tips, they're running on tells, they're running in situations. Uh, but to give a guy a sign and an express pitch, say, this pitch you go, uh, it's difficult to do. So you have to allow some liberties so their feel comes into play. So uh, there is a, a measure of control that I have, and there's also a measure of liberty that I give. I had one. You had one? One stolen base. Did yeah. you have the green light? No, or was it's a sign. <laughs> I thought it was a hit and run. Too fast. I couldn't catch you. Nah, no, no. <laughs> Flash Jones. I won't, uh, throw, I won't throw John Stearns under the bus. <laughs> I think you just did. Oh, yeah. uh, Glenn Turgeon, last question here on Twitter. Uh, September 1st coming up, Andy, and you get expanded rosters, obviously, for the first time in your big league career, which will be, I'm sure, a godsend for you with all the injuries that have been going on. Glenn wants to know, what, if any, plans are there for September call-ups, which I think can be a two-pronged question. Who do you see coming up right away, and how do you plan on – balancing this roster and using it when you have those extra men at your disposal? Uh, it'll be nice to have uh, some more bodies on <laughs> the bench that are healthy. Uh, I think Alexi Amarista is getting close to coming back. I think like, we'd probably look at seeing him back really early in the process. Uh, I think you will obviously recall a few bullpen arms to kind of fortify us down there. Uh, I think as far as like the, the big prospects go down in the minor leagues, I think the anticipation is those guys are going to play through the playoffs. They're going to build a culture of winning down there. There's value there. Uh, once you move past that stage in a guy's career, there's no rewinding it and getting them back into a playoff atmosphere in a playoff situation. 
Uh, so actually going through that for, uh, you know, the Austin Hedges of the world, the Manny Margots and the Hunter Renfro's, it's a great process for them to go through, uh, and it's great for them to compete for a championship. You can't get that back once you, once you forego that opportunity. So I don't necessarily see any of those guys showing up on September 1st, but we'll get some, some able-bodied guys up here to solidify the bullpen and to give us some more options off the bench. Thank you. You have, you have, you know, if you're going to uh, watch innings pitched, you certain guys, you got to be careful of that. I know you. Everybody's conscious of that, and you're going to need a few more arms. I think if you're going to give them the rest they need, or you think they need. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Ryan Bookter's going to be back immediately on September 1st. He went down for more of a rest and reprieve from the grind than anything else. So uh, we'll get some of those good guys back that'll help us out. And you know, we're monitoring innings to a degree nice thing about like Luis Perdomo is since he didn't start the first two months of the season he's fine from an innings limit he's feeling good right now and uh, I think we're going to be fortunate enough to watch him go out there uh, on his normal turn in the rotation consistently the rest of the way. Who would ever dream that you know basically next spring potentially you know Luis Perdomo is one of your starting five pitchers in my opinion. That's uh, no a heck of a quick de development curve. Uh, you look at what Darren Balsley and Doug Bockler have done with him. Yeah. Uh, the sinker wasn't even in the arsenal. And now it's uh, one of the most productive ground ball pitches yeah. in Major League Baseball, not just for the Padres. But, uh, and I think, honestly, as our, our defense continues to improve, he's, he's going to benefit more from a good infield defense than mm. anybody in baseball as many ground uh, balls agree. as he gets. Now, it's been one of the best stories of the year by far, and to see it continue through September will be great. Um, all right, Andy, we're going to let you go, but first we do a new thing around here called Around the Bases. For every time someone's on for the first time, you haven't been on for the first time. You've been here before, but it's the first time we're doing this. Four quick questions. You don't have to explain your answers if you don't want. Just nice and easy ones. Uh, favorite baseball player as a kid? Davey Concepcion. Nice. Uh, pro or anti-bat flip? Uh, don't even care. I like it. Very managerial answer. Uh, favorite ballpark food when you're at the game? You don't do it too much anymore, but as a fan. I think if the, if the camera's on me, it's sunflower seeds. <laughs> so you go through <laughs> a lot of those. Um, and then give us uh, what's, uh, something away from baseball. Give us one song you're listening to on repeat right now. Oh, wow. Uh, is my, my time is filled with conversations with A.J. Preller, so he's basically like singing <laughs> in my head right now. Is that, is, that, is that a song? Does that count? We can make it's that a song. It's not a song, yeah. but it's no, a song, Not what man. you want to hear? <laughs> the Ballad of Preller. Yeah, there you go. Andy Green, thank you very much, and good luck today in Thanks, finishing Andy. the series of songs. Enjoyed That's it. Nice socks, Mike. Thank you very much, Skip. I appreciate it. Padres manager Andy Green. It's another baseball night in San Diego all-fan giveaway coming up Saturday, September 10th, when the Padres play the Rockies at 540. All fans in attendance will receive a Padres-themed USB charger presented by T-Mobile. Get your tickets at Padres.com. Our thanks to Andy Green. We've got more Padres Social Hour coming up right after this.